You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. the one o'clock hour here on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself uh, with you for the uh, next hour. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune coming up. We will talk to Dylan at about 120. Chris Cotillo, SB Nation. He's their MLB uh, lead columnist and we will preview the World Series Houston and the Dodgers that gets underway tomorrow night. And uh, What has the makings at least, Trent, as we sit here 24 hours or 36, whatever it is, away from uh, first pitch in game number one um, has the chance to be really good, don't you think? Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's uh, not the historical matchup of getting Yankees-Dodgers. Yankees-Dodgers, sure. That would have been fun. We don't get the local angle without the Cubs involved. But, yeah, uh, two teams Tony that have Watson. been— yeah, yeah, that's a good There's call. a local angle. Right, right. His Got a chance to win a World Series. How about that? Dad's still up at DCG running the athletic department up mm-hmm. there. Good football team this year, yeah, too. Yeah, they are by the sounds of things, right? Hopefully we can see that team up at the Dome. That's uh, what I'm hoping and, for. And you're planning, so I guess, you know, looking ahead. Yeah. Right, that's four weeks away. What what are our high school once once we get through the once we get to the dome what yes. what are you going to be are you going to be there both weekends Yeah that is the plan be there for the semifinals in class 4A uh that'll be that Friday night um well though sometimes they do do it in the afternoon including last year you remember that No for whatever reason I mean for years and years it had been Eastern Iowa game at 4 it's o'clock 4 o'clock and the other one's 7:30 7 right. and last year it was Dowling Centennial at 4 o'clock so we had to reconfigure some things. Now, you just got to go home, so it was easy for yeah, you. I do remember that, actually, now that you mentioned that. That was a good day. That was a good day. Uh, but we will see on that. Yeah, and if, uh, if you know, DCG, PCM, Van Meter. Yeah, Prairie City Monroe's beaten too, are they not? They're, yeah, and they, they had a buy in Week 9 as uh, another crazy. team forfeited. At the 2A level, you can get it at Class A or yep. even 1A. 2A, I mean, you're talking usually 70, 80 kids per class. Right, can't find enough to field a football team. Are you, um, do you feel bad for Rob Luther's team, Baxter? Of course, they don't get the qualify for right. the playoffs. They've got a playoff team. They're really good. But <sighs> Yes, they are. When, when, they, when the school split and they went down a class, I mean, prior to the season, they knew right. ultimately their fate, should they be good enough to qualify for the playoffs. Unfortunately, they're not going to be allowed. I feel bad for the seniors, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a fun team. I mean, they're throwing the football around a whole lot, playing down to the eight-player game now. And, uh, well, they went one way. They went up, and the other part of the arrangement, Collins Max, mm-hmm. uh, Maxwell, yeah. went the other. They really struggled this Did year. Did they? Yeah. Really struggled this year. Yeah, you kind of. Because Luther went with Baxter. Right, right. Disappointing to see, though. I mean, I guess I understand the arguments of the consolidation. All right, we're going to go back to kind of what we are in our own schools, and I get that. But CMB had just been such a nice story. And Coach mm-hmm. Luther is just a great guy. I'm a big fan. That uh, it was disappointing to see that route. And then on top of it, for them not to be able to make the playoffs because they're good enough. Uh, there's, there's no, no doubt. question. <laughs> they're good enough. They, they played Rems and St. Mary's, who's one of the powers in a player in the first game and kind of got ran off the field. Well, A, it was their first time playing a player football, and you do it against one of the best teams of the state. It's not an easy way. And since then, they just throttled everybody, and they won't be there. But I will be in Johnston Friday night. SEP and Johnston taking yes. on the Dragons. That's a yeah. good game. It will be. They played earlier this year, 27-17 win for the Dragons, and It'll be my first look at the new football field up there Friday night. Mm. Haven't been. I've only seen pictures, but uh, or TV, I guess. Yeah. It, it looks really good. So. Yes, I'm excited for that one. Uh, don't blame you a bit. Uh, coverage gets with the game kicking at 7. When will you go on the air? 6.45, 6.30? Uh, we'll take it about 6.55. We can't go too much earlier because of 
a we number. We got to leave here and get there yes, for starters. Yes. So, but we'll take the airways a couple minutes early, get rolling, and yeah, right into the game. So, not much of a pregame show, plenty of postgame show though. And we'll be continuing to fill out the brackets till 11 o'clock Friday night. All right, good stuff. You're on 1700 KBGG. All right, Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic, has had an opportunity uh, to speak to uh, Coach Campbell. This was prior to, I think, they have an arrangement there that Chris gets him, which is great. I mean, as he should. I mean, that, that website is an unbelievable work. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Rivals guy is the laziest Rivals publisher in the history of Rivals. Uh, deserves nothing. Uh, but Chris uh, provides all the content for Cyclone fans out there and, and does so uh, for, for free. So hats off to them for building those relationships. Um, he spoke to Matt Campbell about the, you know, the I guess, the Herb Street, Herb Street tweet that started a fire. So I don't get it. To me, it's a feather in your cap. It's not disrespectful. It's mm-hmm. respectful, in my opinion. Uh, but I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about that aspect of it. I think that's lazy sports talk radio. There'll be other shows that will do that from the time they go on the air till the time they get off the airwaves and take one phone call after another. That is not talk radio to me. I'm an old guy. I'm set in my ways. So be it. Um but 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 look, it's reality, Trent. Yes. He's five and two. He's thirty what, six, thirty seven years yes. old. If you have a if you have a job opening, you want to get a retread, a guy that's been around a long time or a guy that maybe is doing something in a place that's never been done before. Of course he's going to get looks. He's gonna get looks from big jobs. Yes. And he has pedigree. He was at the D three power, that is Mount Union. You go from that and you go to a very good Mac school, and that's where he gets his first head gig and does a great job. And now to do it at Iowa State. And that's what that's what the tweet was all about. This is Iowa State you're right. talking Iowa State football mm-hmm. in particular right. we're talking right. about. Yeah, not the it's basketball the dra- program. It's right. the dregs of the Power Five. They were on that short list mm-hmm. of the worst teams in the last two decades in college football. What he's doing is unbelievable. They're five and two. They control their own destiny to play for the Big Twelve title. The last week in October, we're talking about controlling your own destiny, right? right. And this isn't the old Big Twelve North days where you can sneak in at right. five and three, or even four and four that one year, right? When Texas and Oklahoma don't show up on your part of the schedule, yes, this is different. You play everybody, there. everybody, all nine line up, and you play them, and then you play one more, one more time there. What percentage chance? Do you give Iowa State to play for that? Because there's a real possibility. You know how the Big 12 is kind of backloaded things? Now they move Bedlam from the final weekend up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these teams are going to start playing each other. Six and three might nab that second spot with the right tiebreakers. And they beat Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma. And if they beat TCU. And if they beat TCU. You or got, Oklahoma State. Yes. To, if they get to six and three... There, there's a possibility. There's a possibility. And getting to six and three isn't that big of a stretch. No, it's really not. <laughs> Baylor's getting better. K State's still K State, and they have your number. They're both road games, but I take Iowa State sight unseen right now in both those games. I think I probably would. What yeah. Campbell's done with that program is remarkable, and it's not the guys that you thought. It's not Alan Lazard that's carrying this mm-hmm. team on. I'm not killing Lazard's senior season. He's doing other things, but he's got there's there's. He's building a program there. Exactly. Of course they're going to come for him. Uh, Why is it a story? I guess the only reason is... Because it's never been a story before. Yeah. Herb Street doubling down on the he's gone... I guess it was just it's, the terminology. You know what? I think when when he what he said what he meant when he said that was it's Iowa State. Of course yeah. he's gone. Yeah. Nobody stays at Iowa State. We're talking about Iowa State, right? That, I think, is what he meant. I don't know Matt Campbell from Adam. Mm-hmm. 
It's October the 23rd. Of course he's going to come out and said what he said today. I think Gene Chizik was firmly entrenched at this point at one point, <laughs> uh, not too many years ago as well. Um, look, just live in the here and now. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. You haven't been in a spot like this since the 2002 team. Mm-hmm. Nationally recognized. 7-0 and before yeah. he went to Oklahoma. Seneca Wallace is, if he's not the Heisman favorite, he was second at that time. Game Brad Banks stories. wasn't even on the radar yep. in the Heisman conversation at that point. You'd beat the Hawkeyes. You'd had all these positive things. We not Now we know what happened, but they're regaining that national consciousness. And I was listening to a national college football program today. That's what they said. Iowa State's better than, you know, they were joking. They're secretly decent. They're better than that. Mm-hmm. This is a good football team. Win in Lubbock, win in Norman. Yeah. Not with smoke and mirrors. Uh-uh. Not with some newfangled system. Oh, all of a sudden they pull out the Wildcat. Remember, you know, when we saw that happen with the Dolphins, oh, what, probably 10 years back now? For the first time. And for right. like three weeks, yes, it was, yes. how do you stop this? <laughs> it's, you, it's not that. I do. That's a good one, Trent. I forgot about that. But you it just, was the fish. Iowa State is lining up and beating good football mm-hmm. teams on the road mm-hmm. and at home. Mm-hmm. And now they get another good one. I love their chances. I do, too. And look at their chances. Did, did they, in a way, back into this because of the fact that Jacob Park, whatever happened to him, if he mm-hmm. went off the deep end? Like, I'm not sure Jacob Park's got this team with, the, with this record right now. No. I don't think he does. No. Last time I saw Jacob Park on a football field, he was arguing and he was screaming at his head football coach. Right. His mind was not in the football game for whatever reason. Kyle Kemp is just a guy that goes out there. He's not going to wow you with his arm strength. He might with his accuracy. He certainly mm-hmm. does me. But um, enjoy the ride. Bruce you... Feldman, Stuart Mandel. These are national college football writers that, that every single week are writing about anybody other than Iowa State. Mm-hmm. You're getting the focus on your program. Enjoy it. Right. Enjoy it because it doesn't come along very often. And, and maybe it's here for a while. Who knows? Or... They get beat by TCU this weekend, and with the schedule, that's the other part. It could go south very quickly, yes, too. West Virginia's no, uh, Greer threw five touchdown passes. Yes. Uh, Oklahoma State is still Oklahoma State. Baylor's getting better. No, State, State's 38-36, two-point yes. loss to West Virginia. We know the house of horrors that, mm-hmm. well, just Manhattan and K-State is in mm-hmm. general for Iowa State. Let's take a slide the other way. Enjoy this week. Don't get in arguments with national people that aren't giving you the love that you... Enjoy. Now, that is love, in my opinion. Yeah. That's how I look at that. Right. You're getting love. You're getting recognition. You're yes. getting... How often is Kirk Herbstreit? I was watching it as they were picking the Texas Tech-Iowa State I saw the same thing as you did. And uh, Kajana Carter he picks picked Iowa it. State. Right. And I thought Herbstreit was going to fall out of his chair. He's like, I don't think anybody's ever picked Iowa State. You said I, that. I, it's true. But how many times has the Iowa State game even, even made there. it yes. to that yes. segment yes. of the yes. show, right? If it is, it's a throwaway. They're playing Oklahoma. They're playing Texas. Or and the Bear might pick that game yes, because yeah. he picks some games that seems that seemingly yeah. are you know off the board in a lot of ways. And that's what Iowa State football has been for so many years. The fact that they were even on the slate of games to be talked about, <laughs> right? Yes. And they're killing the guys that because they didn't pick them. So what? They didn't pick them. Right. Did every, so what? Did every Iowa State fan pick up this weekend? I talked to quite a few. Said, well, it's been fun, but... You know, you come back after 66-10, mm-hmm. Texas Tech's going to be ready. They said all the right things. We talked to Chris Level last week from Texas yep. Tech Radio. He said, yeah, it's resonating in the walls. Well, that's not going to work very well. No. 
I mean, the, and, the 66 to 10 thing was a was a big, big motivator that uh, that they used listening to Chris Level. Mm-hmm. It didn't help at all. It didn't. It didn't help at all. I don't think it matters because Iowa State just looked like a lot better football team. They are. They look the part now. Yes, they can run it. They can throw it. So offensively, they've got options. They want to take away the run. All right, they'll beat you through the air. You want to take away the pass, we'll beat you on the ground. And up Their front, defense oh, is absolutely stout. And that, to me, is the biggest difference. Like a defensive team is supposed to look like. And more physical. And th- this is another thing that I love is the physical element that's been brought in, not just what, what they want to do running the football, but defensively. Because in the Big 12, we know about the offenses, how they want to get up and down the field, and everybody wants to run 85 plays and in that. But if you have the identity then as the physical program, you know there is, there's a spot that isn't there right now in the Big 12. When you think, who's the most physical team? Texas? In the Big 12? But that's just kind of defensively. Yeah. But you look around, there's nobody. Kansas State had that for a few years. Mm-hmm. You know, they had physical runners and things like that at the quarterback position. But there's a void right now. That can be your identity. That's how you build this program. You're still going to run 80 plays because you have to to keep up with everybody else. But you add that physical element. You know, oh boy, we're taking on Iowa State and those farm, those corn-fed uh, farm boys from up there. Well, we better strap on our helmets today. It's a pretty good identity to have. Nah, there, there's no doubt about it. And watching Montgomery take on tacklers, if you're going to oh. tackle him, you're going to pay a price. And uh, you, you, you love that about the kid. We'll take a timeout. More Iowa State conversation. You know what? We can't talk enough about this game this week long. We, we really and truly can't. I mean, there's been week after week over after week over the last few years, you can't talk enough about who's Iowa playing, mm-hmm. right? Iowa State's has achieved that right now. You can't talk enough about Iowa State TCU this week. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll do just that with Dylan Mons. He works for the Ames Tribune. He covered Matt Campbell's press conference this morning. We'll get into that. We'll recap Texas Tech. Look ahead to TCU 230 Jack Trice Stadium. Still tickets available, although I did see Pollard tweet. They sold 2,000 this morning, so they'll be close to that magic number, at least you would think. We're talking about Iowa State fans. Of course, they'll show up. Uh, It's the Ken Miller Show. We're on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days. If you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358. 1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Now when you buy select HP printers from Staples, you can print free for life. That's right. Print up to 15 pages per month for free when you buy select HP printers from Staples. Get the confidence of never running out of ink and having to run out for more. 
the confidence of having ink automatically show up in your mailbox before you need it. HP Ink delivered to your door. Print free for life. Staples. It's pro time. Print 15 pages per month for free. Pay as you go after that or upgrade to another plan. See staples.com slash print free for life for details. This is Trent Condon from Sports Talk 1700 KBGG. In the United States, someone dies from a drunk driving crash every 51 minutes. Make zero fatalities your goal and drive sober or catch a ride. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to buy a MyPillow and get another absolutely free. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. If you're sick and tired of the same old delivery options, I have an idea for you. It's Food Dudes Delivery. Food Dudes Delivery delivers for restaurants that normally don't deliver food. And with over 50 restaurants across the metro, Food Dudes Delivery can find whatever you're craving. And for listeners of Jimmy B and TC, $2 off any order of $20 or more. Just use the coupon code JBTC. That's JBTC for 2 bucks off your next order of $20 or more. Food Dudes Delivery. Online, fooddudesdelivery.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Wolfconstruction.net. KBGG, Trent Con and myself with you until 2 o'clock. We're here every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Let's get to Dylan Monsey. Covers Iowa State for the Ames Tribune. He was in Lubbock to watch uh, the Cyclones uh, pull off an, another Big 12 road victory. Uh, and he joins us. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Dylan, how's things? Doing pretty well, guys. How about you? Not doing fine. Uh, press conference this morning. We saw you were in attendance. Um, what was, I guess, the your biggest takeaway from listening to uh, Coach Campbell as he met with the assembled media about uh, eleven thirty this morning? Yeah, I think there are a lot of different directions that the press conference went, but probably the biggest thing is what 
people are talking about with Iowa State being back in the AP poll for the first time in 15 years, and uh, they're off to their best start in 15 years, both overall and in the league. And Matt Campbell was asked about what the ranking means or what his reaction was and things of that nature, and he said just point blank, um, he didn't have any reaction. He was just kind of was blunt about it. And I think that kind of aligns maybe with what his message has been to the team and then the media as well all season. You don't really kind of uh, allow yourself to get caught up in the hype necessarily. You just got to kind of go about the day-to-day stuff. And, you know, it's the kind of stuff that doesn't really grab headlines or is super interesting, but that's just kind of how he's trying to build the program and, and kind of what he's relaying. I think what he preaches is also what he practices. So I think, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of news in terms of that, but I think that's probably – um, the most interesting thing is Iowa State, you know, back in the headlines in terms of, of the ranking, but not necessarily um, it doesn't translate to within the walls. They all kind of stay insulated from that. Dylan, talking with him now over the last year and a half, I guess it would be, you know, early on there was more selling, and now that has certainly gone away as the play on the field has changed. You know, have you noticed a change in his demeanor at all as the success has started to come this season, maybe a different kind of tone from him, or is it the same guy that you meant, was it 18, 20 months ago? Yeah, he really hasn't changed much. Uh, he came in with the reputation of talking about the process and, and really kind of being focused in on the those those day-to-day type operations. And uh, he's really not changed in the, the year and a half that I've known him and been able to interact or talk with him. And then I think you really see that on – kind of a micro level, even after the wins, if you kind of go in and study wins, you don't really know if it was a big win or uh, a loss of the nature of an Oklahoma State or a Baylor game last year where they surrendered those big leads and then uh, ended up losing the game. Yeah, I don't know if there's uh, a ton of difference in tone from from those games to what the tone was like after the win at Oklahoma. I think that's just kind of um, been the thing, the most striking thing to me is uh, a lot of times, even coaches, they'll say uh, they don't want to get caught up in the hype and you got to focus on the details and things like that. But Campbell really has kind of, he, he said all those things, but then he's also kind of, um, you know, acted out in that way too. So I think that's kind of interesting. You know, Dylan, the, the, the thing that to me that has elevated Iowa State to the, the level that they're at right now, we knew that the offense was going to be really good. At least we thought that. The defense was the biggest question mark. Thought the secondary was legit, but the middle linebacker's a quarterback. Uh, we didn't know much about Spears at all. A lot of question marks in that defensive line. It's the defensive line, to me, that separates good football programs from football programs that are uh, that are trying to have a good season. And when you get you know, Ray Lima doing what he's doing, uh, Vernell Trent, I thought, had a tremendous game this past week. J.D. Wagner impresses me week after week. Um, we thought Bailey was going to be good, and he has been. Uwazurike, I'm stumbling over his name, but he saw some playing time this past Saturday. He jumped off the television screen. This defensive line, uh, the way that they've come together, uh, who should be getting all the credit for this? Because to me, this has been the, the single biggest reason that this team is 5-2. and two. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that deserve a lot of credit, but I'll start with um, John Haycock, the defensive coordinator. Uh, Matt Campbell's talked a lot about wanting to his guys to be multiple and be able to play these different defensive fronts and different coverages and things of that nature. But I think what has really been successful for that group is John Haycock's really kind of identified what his guys can do and what they can't do. 
really put them in some good spots to be successful. And that's kind of another thing Matt Campbell talked about this morning a little bit is the continuity that he's had with his coaches has really served them well and been able to kind of translate some more on-field success this year. But it's just been becoming more familiar with the players and kind of understanding what their skill sets are and who you can trust to do certain things and, and who can do other things better. You know, I, I think that's kind of probably the thing that's changed most about the group. But I think um, Haycock and his staff have done a really good job. Ray Lehm has come in uh, as a junior college guy, not really – uh, I mean, the, the jump from JUCO to to the Big 12 is a little bit different, but I think he's really been smooth, and um, he hasn't put up the numbers of some of his other teammates, but he paves the way a lot of the time if you look. Um, I, I know Joel Lanning's given him a lot of credit uh, as kind of helping uh, the linebackers get back there to, to stop a run or get a sack and things like that. So I think there's a lot of different directions to go with it, but I think it probably has to start with, with the coaching staff in the way they've been able to figure out these guys and, and um, figure out a scheme that seems to work for everybody, and that includes the back end. Back over to the offense and David Montgomery. I saw Pro Football Focus, who I love, does a lot of grading systems, and uh, you know who's actually grading this? We don't really know, but they have him ranked as the number three running back in college football behind Saquon Barkley and Bryce Love of Stanford. Pretty good Jeez. company. For David Montgomery, that run late in the fourth quarter, under four minutes to play, falls into a pile, and just comes out of there. This guy, week in and week out, it's ridiculous, the physical nature that he runs with. Yeah, I was uh, talking to somebody this morning about it, too, and uh, we were saying that that run should have probably caught him for a one-yard loss, but he somehow squirms out of there. And then when he was uh, back in the secondary trying to get around defensive backs, he turned his arm all the way around his body and kind of pushed him off so he could kind of get a little burst and then was able to uh, to get a ways downfield. But I, I've said it before, but it's just I haven't seen a running back like that at Iowa State in a long, long time. Just his uh, toughness, his grit, whatever you want to call it, his size helps a lot too with that. But uh, that dude just does not go down easily. And, uh, you know, with the way Iowa State's running game has struggled, I think the offensive line, um, is still trying to find its way a little bit in the run blocking, but having a running back like that, um, he can cover up some of those deficiencies a little bit. But uh, really impressive, and you know Matt Campbell has said it before. Um, you run out of uh, superlatives to kind of describe what he does for the offense and what he means to the team. Mm. You know, we thought we knew Lazard was Lazard. He was going to have a great senior season, and Butler was the guy that you know when Campbell, I think, some point in August said the uh, the the best receiver in the in the receiver meeting is is Akeem Butler. Yet this past weekend, Marchie Murdoch four balls, uh, Matthew Eaton five uh, five balls come his way. Um, the depth that they have and the contributions that they're getting from guys that. Maybe we didn't expect. Is is this a product of adjusting by Tom Manning, knowing that you know defensive coordinators are going to try and take away Alan Lazard and try and take away Hakeem Butler? But if they do, here comes Matt Eaton and his two touchdowns, and Marchie Murdoch's having an unbelievable year. What's the what's behind that? Is that taking away Butler and Lazard, um, and just going um, you know having the ability to go elsewhere? Yeah, I think we knew, obviously, there was going to be a lot of options for for Iowa State coming into the year. Lazar and Butler get the most attention because they're the biggest guys. Um, they're going to be the targets people try to go after more. But this group is really deep. And then you look at the, the slots with Ryan, Trevor Ryan and Deshante Jones. But I think uh, Matthew Eaton and, um, and Marchie Murdoch kind of hold that group together a little bit and really tie it off and, and are kind of a nice complement um, 
you know, kind of bridging the gap a little bit between the smaller slot guys and Lazard and Butler and can really kind of um, work their way in there. And then I think another product is, um, aside from Tom Manning, who I agree, I think has put those guys in good spots and really kind of played to their skill sets. But Kyle Kemp has kind of, I think, um, spread the ball around quite a bit, something that I know the coaches like because it does set the defenses off balance a little bit. So I think it's kind of um, a group effort in that way. It's it's a little bit of Kemp's uh, style. He's, he's a pro, um, you know, a pro style quarterback. He's going to air it out a little bit more. Uh, they aren't going to ask him to run as much, although he did a little bit against Texas Tech. But uh, so I think it's part him, um, you know, part receivers just being in good spots, and then Tom Manning obviously putting them. Uh, in good play designs where they can kind of get out in space and, and you know, make good catches. Dylan, uh, give us a little hit on TCU, what you know about this squad. Hard to glean a whole lot out of last week against the Jayhawks as Kansas had 21 yards of total offense. What are you doing right now taking a peek at the Horned Frogs? Yeah, it's pretty amazing what they did to Kansas. No one spent a ton of time on that, but I think the 21 yards Kansas gained was a, the, the lowest in Big 12 history. So uh, that, that's obviously part Kansas, but it kind of shows you that TC's defense can put the clamps down on people and um, really kind of make you pay because I think their offense is okay. They're not a, a juggernaut of maybe Oklahoma's caliber where they're known for a lot of offense, but that defense uh, is elite. Uh, they, they're really good. And then Kevontae Turpin is a guy who uh, really quick, speedy, can kind of hurt you in the, in the special teams game and the return game too. So, Iowa State, uh, that was kind of what lifted them a little bit against Kansas and really kind of got them out to that big lead. They're going to have to have another good day uh, against TCU to kind of negate some of those those strengths that the Horn Frogs present because there are a lot of them. Is the um, this is the biggest game, Dylan, at Jack Trice Stadium since when? Man, um, well, I know it's the first time two AP Top Twenty Five teams have played here since 2002 when Iowa State hosted Nebraska, but um, man, uh, a lot of people have brought up the tornado game in 2005 between Iowa State and Colorado, where uh, a, a Big 12 North Division title was on the line. Uh, I'd probably go somewhere in that neighborhood. It's been probably, um, you know, they've hosted other big teams where, uh, you know, the Oklahoma States and, and things of that nature. But in terms of relevancy and, and things on the line, um, it's been at least a dozen years. Do you know, Dylan, was there, because um, logistically, we know game day's not coming, but but it's not, I wouldn't think, easy to just go ahead and pull that off, right? There's Behind the scenes would have been a whole bunch of uh, work that needed to be done, you know, find the location, et cetera. I'm not even sure that they would have ever looked, scouted for a location uh, prior to this year or any year because game day didn't seem like it was ever going to be a possibility that would be in Ames. The way the program's going now, it clearly, I mean... Well, it could have happened this week. Do you know, did ESPN reach out to anybody in Ames and let them know that they were maybe on a short list or they're being considered before the decision ultimately was to go to Columbus? Was there, was um, anybody at Iowa State contacted just to, you know, to be ready just in case, do you know? Yeah, I haven't heard if anybody was specifically contacted, and, and I'm, I'm not sure how long um, the scouting process goes out for ESPN, if it is a couple weeks out where they're kind of having a short list of teams, but um, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, how they go about picking that because it, it is just six days before. But I got to imagine that, it, you know, they, they do it maybe a week before, too, where they have a short list. I'm not sure and haven't heard if Iowa State was on any sort of, um, you know, list of that nature. 
Hey, before we let you run, Dylan, a, a quick basketball note, another big prospect getting down to his final decision. Uh, what can you tell us uh, coming up with basketball and Horton Tucker, as it Xavier, Illinois, and Iowa State as final three? Yeah, obviously he's another Illinois product, a, a, a bigger kid. Um, would really round out the class nicely, I think, if Iowa State were to secure him, especially uh, if he could get him signed early with uh, George Condit. Uh, Zion Griffin and um, you know all those guys on board. So uh, Tyrese Halliburton is the guy I'm trying to think of. So it'd be another nice compliment to that group and really kind of give Iowa State a guy at every position. Um, you know to kind of uh, you know you won't lose a ton this year with Donovan Jackson uh, in terms of numbers, um, but I think just to kind of uh, give everybody a spot at some position. You know I think it's just kind of a, a good way to round up the class. So we'll see what happens, but um, Illinois Xavier will be interesting. Uh, Dylan, great stuff. We'll catch up with you. Get our last look on Friday as uh, Iowa State gets set to take on TCU 2.30, ABC or ESPN2. Great stuff, Dylan. Thank you. Yep, thanks, guys. Take care. And, uh, Dylan Montz, read him at the Ames Tribune or AmesTrib.com. Don't you think ESPN would have had to reach out just as a kind of a what if or just, you know, heads up logistically, where are we going to do it? You know what? You got to have that full. Right. Or was it as simple as if we're not going to Penn State, Ohio State, we're going to Notre Dame, NC State. And that, that was clearly on the radar, too. So it's a big game, no doubt. It's not even worth the phone call right. because we're not going there. You know, it, see, I think it, you got it because if Notre Dame would have lost to USC, which mm-hmm. going in, it was a three and a half point spread. Mm-hmm. It was a possibility. We know. So would it be Mike Green that would get that contact? Would you contact an SID, first of all? Probably I start wonder if there. he was. Yeah. They had to be on a very, very, very... I thought they had a chance, Trent. I really yeah. did. I thought yeah. game they had a chance. After they picked off Texas Tech, I thought But the they way had a Penn State won, too, I think it helped just how good they looked. Mm-hmm. And this is the... I mean, this is a massive yes. football game. Yes. Massive. Playoff implications throughout. Yes. Which there is, yes, TCU-Iowa State, but... Just not the same kind of national. And I've never had anybody to this point ask me, "Can a two-loss Iowa State team get in this? <laughs> if they're ten, if they're eleven and two yet, yet, you know it's going to be coming." Yeah, if they're eleven and two. I never thought we'd have the conversation with Iowa two years ago. That's in my true, career, and we had the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And the, the last thing I thought would this would ever come up, and I'm not saying it's going to, but look where they are. I had one more. I'm going to lay out when we have a little more time to you. Okay. Schedule five games, all winnable with this team. Also all losable. Mm -hmm. More likely, Iowa State plays for the Big 12 title. Just plays for it. Mm -hmm. Or loses out. Or loses. Those are my only two options. Only two options. No wiggle room. Lose out. Don't make a bowl game. Or they're playing. I would say the former. If, 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 <laughs> I think they were best chances. When it popped into my title. head, that that's where I was leaning to. But those are the only options. I'm then, not giving yeah. you any middle ground. No, then that's the only. Uh, that's that's my choice. We'll take a timeout. We will. Uh, by the way, this time tomorrow, Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, will be here. The Vikings playing Cleveland. Uh, they play Cleveland in London this week. The plane leaves on Wednesday, so we won't get PA on Friday. We'll get him tomorrow. We'll recap Baltimore, look ahead to the Cleveland game. Uh, Paul Allen brought to us each and every week by our friends at Mr. Executive. Uh, Chris Cotillo, SB Nation, lead baseball writer, will join us next. We'll get into 
The World Series, the teams are set. It's Houston and the Dodgers. Who has the edge? We'll ask Chris Cotillo that and others baseball-related topics when we return on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. When you're hungry and craving a steak, you want to get your eat on, and you can at Iowa Beef Steakhouse. For over 30 years, Iowa Beef Steakhouse has been known for serving huge choice cuts of Iowa-raised beef, cooked over charcoal, and served with fantastic sides with everything from a fine Iowa chop to a tender filet mignon. Iowa Beef Steakhouse is the perfect place to get your eat on, and now you can enjoy the taste of a great steak or burger for lunch, Monday through Friday from 11 to 2, instead of having to wait until dinner time. And if you need a space for a meeting, or holiday party, look to Iowa Beef Steakhouse. They can accommodate any size group with plenty of space for no additional charge, whether it's for lunch, dinner, or a special gathering. Iowa Beef Steakhouse is the perfect place to get your eat on. And you can get your eat on for half price because Iowa Beef Steakhouse is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of Iowa Beef Steakhouse certificates for only $25 Friday morning at 9 a.m. at 1700kbgg.com. Big Al's Barbecue is happy to announce his second location is now open at the Ramada Inn at Army Post and Floor Drive. With two locations, there's no reason to miss out on some of the best barbecue in the Des Moines area. Big Al cooks all his meat low and slow to make it fall off the bone. Big Al's South now offers barbecue brunch buffet on Sundays from 11 to 3. Don't forget about the original Eastside location just 900 feet north of the A.E. Cows on Hubble Avenue. Come eat Southern-style barbecue cooked by an Asian man on the East Side and now open on the South Side of Des Moines. Big Al's Barbecue. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and pick up five quarts of O'Reilly full synthetic motor oil and a microguard filter for $21.99. Extend the life of your vehicle and save money with five quarts of O'Reilly full synthetic motor oil and a microguard filter for $21.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Running low on the stuff you need? Time for a Target run. 
We're here for all the big moments and the little ones, too. Like something to eat before the big trick-or-treat. Get Red Baron Frozen Pizza on sale for $2.99 each. Or Picture Time. Polish those pearly whites with Crest Complete toothpaste for just $2.99. Plus, we've lowered prices on hundreds of market pantry and up-and-up items like soup, baking essentials, vitamins, and more. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Join us for an evening of celebration, reflection, and commitment at Wildwood Hills Ranch Wild About the Child Banquet. Hear inspiring stories how Wildwood Hills Ranch has impacted the lives of Iowa's youth from its beginning and learn how you can be a part of its amazing history. The event is at the Holiday Inn, Jordan Creek, on Sunday, October the 29th from 6 until 8. Event info and registration can be found on their website, wildwoodhillsranch.org. Show final segment here on a Monday. Trent and I with you noon until two, Monday through Friday on seventeen hundred KBGG. The series is set. It's the Astros, the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the favorite uh, in this series. I think I saw plus one seventy. Trent, did you see that earlier? Yeah, I, I, right Somewhere in that range. Yep, yep, right there. Um, Maybe think so. Probably a fair price. I think it's probably. I think yeah. it's probably a right side. Although I'm, I guess I'm kind of rooting for Houston after what that city went through. Sure. Uh, let's get Chris Cotillo in here. He uh, writes for SB Nation. Uh, he joins us. Chris, uh, Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Thanks for coming on. How are you, Chris Cotillo? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing fine. Uh, the, is this the right matchup? Did uh, did baseball get the best two teams in the fall classic? You know, I think the only argument you could make would be Cleveland in place of Houston. I think those teams were pretty much, you know, equal in my mind. Obviously, Cleveland uh, had that hot stretch in September that made people, a lot of people think they were the best team in the American League. But Houston has been very consistent. You know, I think there was a lot of criticism of them at the trade deadline for not doing much, getting Francisco Lariano in a small move there and not really being able to seal the deal on Sonny Gray or, da- or Zach Britton or, you know, Justin Verlander. At that point, a month later, they went out and made the big move at the waiver trade deadline, kind of shocking baseball two seconds before midnight. And uh, since then, they've been, you know, he, he was the guy they needed. They really needed another starter. And, um, you know, Keiko and Verlander is a terrifying top two. I think at this point it's fair to say that this is the matchup. You know, there's no flukes between these two clubs. Obviously, the Dodgers, it was a historic season, but Houston was a fantastic team as well. Kind of overshadowed, like I mentioned, a little bit. But uh, I'm really happy with it. One of the things that I love about this is nationally, Jose Altuve is going to become a household yeah, name. A good I point. Mean, you know, just a little guy. We know him. Baseball fans obviously know about the guy. You couple that with the postseason, he's going to be spotlighted anymore. Jose Altuve, even us here, I think sometimes until you watch him game in and game out like we have in the playoffs, we forget just how good this little guy is. Yeah, and I think you know the big thing for me is for him to kind of transform from that novelty of being the five foot four baseball player, and you know I think. That was it at first. And, oh, look at this guy. He's not terrible. He's a 5'4". Right. Now he's 
MVP candidate, and he's a superstar, and we're seeing him in the World Series. So I think that transformation has been really cool. But I think there's a lot of guys in the Astros you can make that case for. You know, the Dodgers, everybody knows who Kershaw is. Everybody knows Bellinger and Seager, and, you know, those guys are young, so they're going to get some more recognition in the World Series. But for the Astros, it's obviously not, you know, your classic Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs kind of team where you know everybody. You're going to get to see Springer and Correa and Keuchel and Altuve and all these guys on the big stage, and it's going to be a great opportunity for baseball to be able to showcase some of these guys. What's the uh, what's the weakness on both of these teams? Where can you exploit the Dodgers? Conversely, the Astros, maybe it's their bullpen. As I look at this Dodgers team, I'm struggling to find out where, you know, what might be the weak point on this team. Is, is there one, and is the bullpen the weakness on the Astros? Yeah, i definitely say the bullpen is, is the weakness for Houston, and I agree with you. I think it's really tough to find the weak spot um, it, within the Dodgers. I think it's just one of those. Uh, type of teams where there's no holes, there's no apparent holes, and you have to look at them, you know, top to bottom. Obviously, the Seager injury presents kind of a question mark for them, uh, but he looks like he'll be good to go. So, really, for me, for the Dodgers, it comes down to I think you know you, you expect big things out of Kershaw and, and even Darvish, who's pitched well, but Rich Hill and Alex Wood, kind of as your um, your, your veteran lefties, who are going to be uh, there, and, and I believe it's games two and four. That's really where the question mark comes for me, and obviously. Um, Verlander going against Hill is not exactly the matchup that the Dodgers want, so that maybe the Astros can steal a game there. But the Dodgers, to me, are a very complete club and one that's really scary if you're Houston. You know, the way both of these teams got here, different routes, the Dodgers more disposable income to play around with, plus a market in Los Angeles that certainly has some big money coming in with their Time Warner uh, TV contract that they have. Houston completely broke it down and built up, but Sabermetrics, a big part of both of these organizations. Friedman on the side of the Dodgers and, of course, up and down the, the inside baseball with the front office there of the Astros. Is that going to become a storyline here, two teams building it in similar fashions using some advanced metrics as a big part of it? Yeah, you know, I think there's, there's some uh, kind of sly pickups on, on both teams. I think you're looking at you know the Dodgers, you, you mentioned, have as much money as anybody to spend, and they obviously – you know, can go out and, and sign guys to huge deals and seeing them do that time and time again, whether it be Kershaw to a big extension or free agents being able to take on, you know, Josh Beckett, Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez in that trade a few years ago. But the guys of the Dodgers that are really impressive to me, I think the, the things about them that are impressive are just how they've been able to develop some guys through their system, Seeger and Bellinger, and both came up. They're young guys, and that just kind of proves how good their drafts have been. And then kind of the smaller pickups, getting Justin Turner, who was a guy who was non-tendered by the Mets, and Chris Taylor in a small trade, a triple-A trade nobody cared about from Seattle, and he's turned into someone who's been great this postseason. You know, I think you know the way Houston built it is kind of more of your, your classic template of what we've seen. We've seen the Royals win a World Series after breaking it down and building it up, and then the Cubs obviously did it. So we're seeing teams really rewarded for that. With the Astros, it's obviously, you know, the guys they draft and developed, Correa, Springer, guys like that, and then McCullers being able to add veterans this year, obviously, um, you know, adding Verlander, adding McCann, adding these complementary pieces, Beltran, Reddick before the season, uh, it kind of follows the, the Cubs path. If you have all your core there and you have some money where you can get some veterans to, to try to get them to win, and that's what they've done. And I think, you know, it shows it's, it's really, like I said, really rewarding the teams that are embarking on that rebuild. It gives hopes to a lot of teams, whether it be the Phillies or the Braves or the Padres, you know, these teams that are really starting out that process right now. Within three or four years, if you do it right, 
you can be right back in a second thing. Yeah, Turner and Taylor, where would the Dodgers be without those guys? Uh, Chris, i got two more questions for you. I, I do want to uh, get your thoughts on the managerial moves that we've seen take place over the weekend. But who gets the credit for, for maybe saving Yasiel Puig? Because he's had a great offseason. I had no idea where his career was going to go. This guy gets you know gets here. He's got all the talent in the world. Um, understands you know new country, and he kind of went a little bit crazy to begin with. Just uh, everything that this country allows him, especially considering where he came from. Uh, but but who's who got him back on the right path, uh, Chris? Who deserves credit for this? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I think the you really have to look at the Dodgers clubhouse culture as a whole. You know, you look at that. You, you could always expect under the bright lights of L.A. with, with a $300 million payroll or whatever it's, it's gotten to that these teams are going to, these guys are going to be, you know, high-octane figures and, and hotheads. And I think there was some of that previously. There were guys in that clubhouse that really, you know, that's been well-documented. There's been problems. There's problems with Puig and Granke and some other guys in that clubhouse. There was, a you know, obviously a demotion to AAA previously for Puig. There's been uh, a lot of things in the past, and I think this year you're just looking at a clubhouse that is much different for whatever reason. At the All-Star Game, these guys, Bellinger and Seager and Justin Turner, were all talking in Kershaw, talking about how it's a much more quiet, relaxed, everybody supporting each other, and no one you know, taking on that hero role. If you have that week settling into that, might have a, a big, um, you know, part, be, might be a big part of, of the answer to that question. I think also it's just the natural maturity of being in the majors a couple more years, maybe being humbled by, um, you know, kind of the ups and downs for his career. And I think another big piece is just accepting it for who he is. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the bat flips. You're going to get bat flips on doubles. You can't overreact. You just have to take the good with the bat and take the complete weak package. There's there's not a lot of people in baseball like that. I think we see a special flair out of him and some of the other Cuban players that has a new element to the game that's really interesting. But just take him for what he is, and, and when it's good, it's going to be really good. Last thing for me, Trent's got one more for you. Garden hire to the Tigers. Coors uh, got the helm of the Red Sox. I didn't know anything about Mickey Calloway other than he was a pitching coach. He's now the new skipper of the Mets. I don't think the Nationals have made it anything official yet. I saw Davey Martinez was interviewing their uh, Cubs bench coach. But just your thoughts on, on the three hires that have taken place over the last uh, couple of days. Yeah, I think the Red Sox really had their pick. They could do whatever they wanted and identify core early. Um, you know, they, they interviewed Osmus and Garden Hire, but they really did not have an extensive search in Cora was the guy from the get-go. He was the hottest managerial candidate and probably could have had any job that he wanted. That's, you know, just because of his great pedigree, a lot, you know, being bilingual, being a GM of a winter league team, respected veteran player, and now, you know, a respected assistant on a, a team that's going to the World Series. I think that's a great hire for them and one they really wanted. For the Tigers, I think Garden Hire is kind of a safe play. Osmus was that first-time manager, hot prospect kind of guy that, you know, it didn't really work out, and there was a lot of controversy with him in the media, a lot of different things that went on, and Garden Hire is safer, knows how to win in the American League Central, um, you know, obviously spent, you know, a couple of years away, and, and last year as a bench coach, dealing with some health problems for Arizona, but he's back in a managerial seat, I think it's a good hire for a rebuilding team, and then for the Mets, I think Mickey Calloway is a great fit, just because you want a team that is going to live and die based on their pitching, and that pitching that we've been waiting to come to fruition, waiting to get healthy, for years to have a pitching coach as their manager. That's the kind of guy, you know, they, they not only got rid of Collins, but also, you know, fired more than their pitching coach. So to have Callaway plus another pitching coach come in, and, and they could, you know, with, with the way the pitching coach carousel is this year, you could really have a ton of great candidates to take over that spot, just like, you know, all the spots, whether it be uh, Jim Hickey or, or Dave Island or some of these guys that are available. So I think it's a great hire. You, you know, you, you want to get Harvey back on track and Wheeler, Syndergaard, 
DeGrom, Matt's those guys we've been waiting for for a while. That's that's how the Mets are going to live and die, and, and Callaway as a pitching guy is, is the right way to go in my mind. Hey, uh, just a minute left here. Momentum is something that maybe is talked about too much. A, you're a younger guy, Chris. Do you believe in momentum in baseball? And if you do, who would you like momentum-wise going into the series? I do believe in it. You know, I think there's a lot of people in the, the advanced stats world that don't really think so, but but athletes seem to really uh, believe in the whole the whole concept of momentum, and so I agree. I think, you know, it's I, I always think it's a little bit tough with the lay, layoff that the Dodgers you know, we had a, a couple of days more than the Astros had. The Astros in those high octane games in Houston and having their backs against the wall, I think, you have to give the momentum edge to them. But at the same time, they're, you're going to have momentum going in and facing Clayton Kershaw in Los Angeles in game one. I think that's really tough to me. I think the Dodgers are, are the favorites here, but, but it could be a long series. I think, like I said, both these teams deserve to be here. They're favorites for most of the year. And I think we're in for, for a really good series, just like we had last year. And um, hopefully for baseball fans, it will go six or seven games. Chris Cotillo, SB Nation, joining us talking baseball. Chris, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, as we always do. Yep, thanks. Thank you. Chris Cotillo joining us as we wrap things up. Game one tomorrow night, Kershaw, Keichel, game two, Hill, Verlander. And before we get to that, a good Monday night football a game. Monday night football. My favorite division, Trent, uh, the Redskins and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz's grandma passed away yesterday. Did you see that? Yes. Um, I, I'm going to take... Well, I'm the last one that needs to be given football advice. Picks. Rough weekend. Yeah, I'll say. Um, and the team that I root for is god-awful. What happened? They are god-awful. He went from... Trevor Simeon went from a placeholder. He's seen ghosts. Yeah. He's seen ghosts. And, and I get it. He's taking some vicious hits. There's And there's sometimes there's no coming back from that. No. Ingram lit him up yesterday. Got flagged. I didn't think it was a penalty. What's going on with your boy Paxton Lynch? He's shoulder trying to come back, but yeah. it's time. You know the other kid that's there, Chad Kelly? Uh, oh, yeah. The old Miss coach? Yeah. He was Mr. Vel- old Miss QB. He was Mr. Irrelevant in really? this past draft. Hmm. Uh, um, Maybe it's time. Yeah. It's, it's still too early. The Chiefs are coming back. Two in a row. You get a Monday night. I've moved to mock draft status already. <laughs> wow. It is wow. over. <laughs> Sound like a Hawkeye fan over there. Yeah. Uh, we will uh, be back tomorrow. Paul Allen is going to be here. Gary Rhyme is going to be here. Going to reach out to Eric Heff, John Miller. We'll put a show together as we uh, get set for a Tuesday. Trent and Jimmy B, 4 until 6. Monday Night Football. You can hear the game right here on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358.
Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. If you're a pro, you don't buy a little of this or that. You buy a lot of this or that. And at the Home Depot, you save even more. Save up to 15% at bulk discounts on select pro-grade products from top brands like 3M, Loctite, and Liquid Nails. As a pro, you work hard for your money. You shouldn't have to work hard to save it. Up to 15% at bulk discounts on select pro-grade products. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. See store for details. Fall leaves are beautiful to look at when they're on trees, but not when they're on the ground. Raking leaves can be a chore, but it will pay off in a healthier lawn. And Landon is here from Menards with some tips on fall yard cleanup. What are some of the benefits of leaf removal, Landon? The main benefit is that it will result in a healthier lawn. A blanket of leaves left on the grass will suffocate your lawn by preventing it from getting the sunlight, water, and nutrients that it needs. Proper leaf cleanup will allow your grass to breathe and to come back healthier in the spring. Any tips on leaf removal? A leaf blower can make the job a lot easier. Simply blow the leaves into a pile and then rake them up. Or to make things even easier, use a blower with a vacuum that collects the leaves as well. Any other tips on fall leaf removal? If you only have a small amount of leaves, you can use your lawnmower to make the job easier. Simply pass over your lawn until the leaves are finely chopped. Thanks, Landon. If you have any other questions, stop into your local Menards and talk to a friendly team member. Save big money at Menards. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without the kid a smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. Had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kinemakes technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at Menards. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at Food Dudes Delivery.